Oh my God. Thank, thank goodness. 2020 is behind us. Burnt an effigy. Looking forward to 2021 boys with, uh, you know, every, futures in front of us. The sun is shining. Birds are chirping. Flowery meadows. Oh, someone's at the door. Better get it. Yeah. One second. Hello? Hey, punk. Yeah, who's this? What do you want? Yeah, this is the year 2020. Oh. Yeah. I, I, thought, heard, I thought you were done. Yeah, no, I heard you were talking smack. Listen, pal, I'm not going anywhere. Well, fuck you, 2020. Yeah. Okay, well, fuck you, pal, <laughs> because you have to deal with COVID. Trump is still the president. And, and, uh, you've got Stefan Mihailu here in Buffalo. Son of a bitch. Wait, wait, wait. I got a little bit of good news, though. Okay. It, we'll, we'll talk, you son of a bitch. Well, it turns out that in 2021, you could still say rad. I guess that's rad. And welcome back, everyone, to the square. We are in the new year. New year, new us. We're, we're, we're basking in it. And I'm with Jim. That's me. And Ryan. Hey. It's the OG crew rolling here with you today. Boys, how you doing? How was New Year's? New Year's was pretty good for me. Uh, you know, I mean, I hung out with Ryan. It was rad. It was a rad time. Um, we did the piñata, as mentioned last we week. We did the piñata as is, is, is tradition. Uh, we drank some rum chata. You know, I, I, I was listening to a podcast, come to find out, that's that's an, a popular tradition in Cuba. Oh, yeah. Burning, burning like... The, the, the southern the southern uh, headquarters for the podcast? Oh, or? no, no, the country oh, Cuba. Oh, the country Cuba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the really southern headquarters yeah. of the podcast. And, 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 uh, and, and, come, and, and also... Um, I guess place, there are places in New Mexico, like a Southwest thing. Hmm. It's not done on New Year's Eve, but earlier in the year, the Cuba one's done New Year's Eve. They burn things they hate and you know release it and hope are way more hopeful for the new year, like we are today. Yeah, like we are. It was, I'm certainly more hopeful than I've been in a week or so. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're here in 2021. It's so weird to think about. Like, 2020 hit. I didn't think about it as the future. Like we've been living in the 20th century now for 20 plus years, obviously. 21st century. 21st century. Whoa. Well, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> hold on. That's up to debate. <laughs> as as we may talk about well, if a you follow bit the Gregorian calendar. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. No, but look, 2021 is now to me like one, my signifier that I'm old, but two, that we're actually living in honest to God, like Jetson's future year. And I got to say, like, it kind of sucks, <laughs> but it's okay. We're all here together. We're all living through it and doing our thing. So, yeah, we're kind of a mixture uh, between the most dystopian 90s films about the future and Star Trek. We're kind of mm-hmm. in the middle there. I don't know. Yeah, it's like you could have stuff delivered to your house within like a day. Like you just snap your fingers and, and that happens. But also, you know, people don't believe in vaccines. Right, right. Like, <laughs> like there's a lot of science, and then there's a lack of science. We used to. We used to believe in them. Right, yeah. It's, it's, vaccines are like the Easter money. Like, less and less yeah. people are believing in vaccines when, every year. When the choice is that, between that and polio, you know, it's kind of an easy choice. Well, this is like the classic thing about if somebody came up with the idea of libraries today, would it go through? No, of course not. Right. So if polio happened today and the polio vaccine, like would it be developed and would we have cured polio? No, no, no no way. (laughs) Yes. So I mean, no, we would have cured polio for those people who are interested in it, but we wouldn't have herd (laughs) immunity like we have with it now. (sighs) So we would just be living with polio for another, like, 50 years? For at least 50 years until, like, something 
shook the national conscience. Other countries would be without polio. This is an like, America-only thing. <laughs> Come visit lovely America. <laughs> right, get polio. See, see our oceans, lakes. All right, all right, so we know we're not the best country in the world. When is, uh, when are, when is the rest of America going to realize this? Like, what, what has to happen? I... <laughs> what has to happen? <laughs> it's got to be like I, I so they're projecting maybe, maybe we could elect somebody like joe biden and the rest of the country would catch on. oh maybe oh yeah you know what yeah let's see how that works out. joe and change yeah yeah no i mean they, they're saying that economically china's going to overtake us in i don't know five years or so yeah is like that the point is that the point where people realize geez maybe we're not the greatest country and we don't that's, have to be ryan that's five years from now ryan's problem okay okay <laughs> don't don't worry just this vibes, man. We're in twenty twenty one. You know when it, you know when it'll pe- finally like get through to people when we lose the Summer Olympics. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that would yeah. you, you you joke, but I think I'm that's, not joking. I, <laughs> I'm not joking. We lose the Winter Olympics all the time. Like yeah. Germany is just better at the Winter Olympics than we are. Ooh. When, and when and like, when our athletes stop being like fast enough because everybody has COVID, so nobody can run anymore right. or breathe. No, like, well, we just can't, like, clean house on, like, the 8 million swimming and track and field events so that we crush the Summer Olympics. I hadn't thought about that. When we lose the Summer Olympics to China, that's when people will finally go, oh. oh." It sounds so stupid in a way, but also it makes complete sense. Well, anyway, on that bright and cheery note, (laughs) guys, what's happening around the square? What's going on Buffalo, Western New York, et cetera, et cetera? Well, let's. Let, I, I want to stay stay with sports real quick. Uh, UB football team made Sports Center this week. Oh, Ooh. Uh, they have a Sports Center has a special section called Bad Beats because now that like there's a football team in Vegas, you can acknowledge gambling on Sports Center. <laughs> uh, so they have a section called Bad Beats where like somebody was going to cover or not cover with like a short amount of time left and then the result flipped and a bunch of people got a bad beat and in this case UB football in the Camellia Bowl against Marshall UB was favored by five and a half points they had the ball with like it was like 15 seconds or 20 seconds or less left and they went to go kneel and just to center the ball so they could kick a field goal to win the game at which point would mean Marshall, with the points, would cover the spread. Well, Marshall decided to, like, launch, like, one of the linebackers, like, launched himself over the the huddle when when UB kneeled and hit the quarterback. And UB took offense to that, so they said, fuck you guys, we're just going to score a touchdown, lined up and just rammed the ball right down their throat and ran into the end zone. So then UB was up by seven, and now UB's going to cover. So Marshall, anybody who had bet on Marshall, if the Marshall players hadn't been assholes, would have won their money. Wow. I'm excited now that we live in a time where we can just openly root for the spread. Right. It, it's not just for L. Michaels anymore. <laughs> or, or Brent Musburger was, was pretty classic. For <laughs> right, that. yeah. Um, yeah, can, no. Can you legally bet on, on football around here? Is there, like, is there a place Yeah, you can, on the reservation or something? Yeah, uh, the casino uh, downtown has a sports oh, book. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. So you're not just finding a bookie in an alley anymore, right? Yeah, you're not just doing those little ripoff sheets. Or I mean, you could listen. You could go <laughs> you find could a still bookie do that. in an yeah, alley, right? If you were so inclined, now would he pay out? Who's to say? Yeah. Right. But you could still he'll collect. But will he pay out? Yeah, right. But no, you, there is a sports book downtown. But yeah, so UB made Sports Center this week a Scott Van Pelt episode um, for Bad Beats. UB actually made Bad Beats twice because um, they were the basketball team was on there. They were uh, they were getting two and a half points against Syracuse, and they were actually up with like ten seconds left, and ended up going to overtime, and UB lost by like eleven after overtime. Well, as Vincent Gallo told you, never bet on a Buffalo sports team. Right? Yeah, that's that's Can too much. End. That's too much, Billy. Can only end that, in failure. That was that's what the whole movie was about. Right. Yeah. Right. That was the theme. That was the theme. That was the gist of it. Speaking of the Bills, our, our other Buffalo football team, uh, yeah, AFC East champs, as we said, mm-hmm. uh, laid the fucking smackdown on the Patriots. That was pretty cool. 
even though it didn't really Glorious. didn't mean much, but you know, we had already it was, seen- it was very cathartic. Oh sure. We exercised a lot of demons. It was it was like it was you know what it was like? It was like if you were like really bad at a subject in school and you finally studied your ass off and you did well on that test, and you're like, I may have failed the first three quarters of math. But I kicked ass on this one fucking test, and I, like I, I finally feel like I conquered my math demon. Yeah, it was like that. But also, then if you went and beat up the math teacher, right? Then it was really cathartic. And, yeah, and then the math teacher like came over and gave you a hug. Yeah. <laughs> After you kicked his ass and and got a hundred on his final test. All right, here's a theory. So, um, was Bill Belichick in some kind of curse? Where he could only be freed if, if he got swept by the bills twice in his season. <laughs> no, he's, he had anthrax and he was giving it a Sean McDermott. <laughs> it's allegedly. Oh. It's tough to say. But, yes, no, that felt great uh, watching the bills do that. And we have an announcement from on high. From the king himself, the bills will for their home playoff game, the first home playoff game in 25 years, will be allowing a selection of fans into the stadium i believe it was 6700 something like that what do we think about uh having a big live sporting event again because i'm not sold yeah i'm not sold either i mean that's what's the problem this is where super spreader events happen oh yeah okay and here's the thing so 6,700 people in a stadium that seats, you know, what, 60, 70,000? They should, should, theoretically, be all socially distanced and safe. You know, people have been discussing that on the internet till they're blue in the face or their fucking fingertips are falling off. I don't know. But there's been a lot of discussion and debate about that. But to me, the most troubling part of this is not the actual people in the stands but, like, I guess just the idea that we're condoning that there's going to be a sporting event, like signaling that, hey, there's going to be a sports event, mostly based on the optics, so Andrew Cuomo can attend. Right. Because he's going to be there, and he's confirmed that he's going to be there. So there's that. But also just, like, the tailgating. And I, I don't – listen, I have no idea. I'm assuming they're saying there's going to be no tailgating. Please, God. I'm assuming that. What's stopping Robbie De Niro, who won his lawsuit against the state for an arbitrary saying only 25% of people could be in a gym, from suing the state saying that only 10% of the people can be in the stadium and just opening it all all the way up? Plus, the other thing is that, like, since they're only going to have 10% of the fans there, I'm assuming they're going to have 100% of the beer, so those people have to drink a lot. Ooh, that's a good point. I mean, good thing is it'll be cold, so they'll want to thin their blood. They should have invited us. <laughs> yeah, we should, we should have tickets on the 50-yard line. <laughs> no, everything from top to bottom. I mean, yes, it is fucking awesome the Bills are going to have a home playoff game. Oh, my God. I can't even wrap my mind around it. But at the same time, I can't wrap my mind around living in, during a fucking pandemic. I just can't do it. Like, I can't imagine openly promoting attendance to a sports event and then saying you're going to be there yourself. You fucking dingus. The hell's wrong with you? I saw a good point on, on Twitter, which was, I thought sports fans were like, uh, superstitious and the bills have had, have not had fans there all year long. And it's the best season they've had in 25 years. Maybe the, the, the thing that was making them lose was the fans. Wait, you, you might have a point there. So maybe like 8,700 or 6,700 people should get tickets and nobody go. Or maybe it's just that Andrew Cuomo hasn't been in any of the games. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why. He's, they, he's our good luck charm. Yeah, Prince Andy, King yeah. Andy, whichever whichever royal title you want to give him. I, I just. I Chancellor. Just, <laughs> like it looks, it, it looks to me and I think to any outside observer like, hey, Andrew Cuomo wants to go to a playoff football. Right. Right. That's literally, that is literally, I'm surprised he didn't say, yeah, there would be attendance only for 10 people, Andrew Cuomo and his like closest friends. Right. I mean, that makes me think of um, when I was chief of staff for a county legislator, we had a fundraiser at, uh, at a Bison's game. And the whole reason why we had that was because I was sitting at a Bison's game. I was like, you know what? I love Bison's games. I'd like to come for one and get paid for it. 
So I was like, I'm going to plan a fundraiser while we have a fundraiser at the Bison's game, and that way I get to go for free. It's work, and I get paid to drink and watch baseball. Yeah. And there was actually there was a huge storm, and they ran out with a tarp, and like three guys got like the wind picked up and lifted them up in the air and like slammed them to the ground with a tarp. Holy <laughs> shit! I've never seen this. <laughs> It was it was a wild game, and we only made like two thousand dollars. Wow, womp womp. This goes back to my point, like Andrew Cuomo, and it's it being an Orchard Park, no less. Like you mentioned, Jim, Robbie De Niro, I'm sure will probably be doing jumping jacks outside the stadium with him and you know fucking forty of his closest gym members, right? And I just like it feels like one of those things where, like I said, Andrew Cuomo is remarkable at optics and like triggering the conservative media. And this just reeks of that in a lot of ways. Like, yes, I think he wants to go to a home bills playoff game, but also I think in some ways, like he wants, it's almost like he's like itching for a confrontation with some of these people, especially after this big lawsuit, I might sound conspiratorial and crazy, but it's just, it's, it's like too perfect. You could see, a confrontation coming. I could easily see people outside the stadium come next weekend. Oh, my God. I would be surprised mm. if there weren't. What are you going to do to stop it? You can say, no, don't do it. Right. And no, no, don't do it. Don't Please. do it that way. Yeah. It'll never work. <laughs> and again, this I, I loved, I, I'd like to stress, I should say, that none of this was necessary. You could have just kept doing the thing that we've been doing and have no fans in there. And everybody would have understood. The same people would have bitched and it would have mattered. Right. But now, because you're doing like this hypocritic, hypocritical half measure, now they say, hey, Andrew Cuomo is a fucking asshole. And they're justified in saying that because this is ridiculous. Like, I'm sorry. I just don't see what if we're, if we're going to do it. Like, if you're going to have if, if you're going to do things like this, then why are we even bothering? You know, Reed, that kind of attitude is going to get you a phone call. Oh, oh no. Ooh, well, Jim, speaking of phone calls, yeah, who's gotten a phone call lately from uh, from the royal court? Oh, it's, it's our boy. It's listener's boy. Um, we all have the I Heart New York 27 tattoos at this time. It's Nate McMurray got a phone call from one of Cuomo's staff members. It's chief of staff or some nonsense like that. Nate Watch. Nate Watch. Nate Watch. Does the governor need an official state beautiful boy? The, the, the governor needs something. <laughs> and it's not Nate McMurray, apparently, on, t- on Twitter. <laughs> oh, oh, so it was a bad call. It was not a good call. Nate got the business, and uh, he tweeted about it. Yeah. He uh, apparently, he, he got apparently a wanted a high. second call. Jim, remind me what... I, I read some of the thread, which by now is just Nate's calling card, but what... What did uh, Governor Cuomo's uh, guy say to Nate? He, well, he he called him at like eleven o'clock at night on a holiday, on New Year's Eve or something like that, or New Year's uh, New Year's Eve Eve, something like that, holiday week. Uh, called him at like eleven o'clock at night and just cursed him out, you know, uh, using curse curse words, uh, as opposed to cursing him out and chewing him out, but you know using the polite language. No, I actually swore at him multiple times about the fact that, like, they don't need Nate causing problems on social media over, you know, Cuomo's plan to let people watch the Bills game in person. And this gets back to our point last week about, like, even Nate says this in his tweet storm, I have no pull. Nobody cares who I am. I mean, we do. We care. Yeah, we, we we care intensely. We care um, very much. So, Nate, we there's always a space for you here. Okay, so it's I a pull- safe space too. <laughs> so Seriously. I, I pull I pulled up the thread. So the first tweet, open letter, in quotation marks after this, is this Nate? Which sure is. Uh, it's sizzling in my chest. So here it is. I don't want to hurt the poor guy who called me probably forced to call me but it needs to be said yesterday at about 11 at night i got a call from a representative of the governor's office and again this is the first tweet in like a fucking thread of 25 tweets i'm not going to read them all just the ones that are funny to me <laughs> so the next tweet 
a nice guy. But last night, this guy wasn't so nice. He told me with profanity and threatening panache that he's, quote, not fucking happy, but Nate would not deign to uh, use profanity on the internet. It, it's F and then hashtag, hashtag C-K-I-N-G. Mm. But he, he's not going to swear. So he's not, we're just going to say farking happy. All right. We're, we're not going to swear on your behalf, Nate. About a tweet that I sent out. I didn't even know what tweet he was talking about. But it turns out he was mad that I criticized the governor's plan to go to the Bills game because only 6,500 people are allowed to go. And I felt it reinforced the belief, incorrectly or correctly, that the COVID restrictions do not apply to elites. Pretty mild, but I'm a team player. If this man had just called me and told me that I misunderstood the facts, got it wrong, I would have taken the tweet down. But again, he called me at 11 o'clock at night. Swearing. <laughs> Mysterious men calling Nate McMurray at 11 o'clock that You know, night. Nate was right. He was right. He was. Listen, we clown on Nate a lot, uh, mostly because it's It comes just, from a good place. And, and because we need content. And right. frankly, he's just, as we've mentioned before, a wellspring of it. But he's right. I'm sorry. Like, he's right. Yes. And strange men from the governor's office, nice or as not nice as they may be, calling him at 11 o'clock at night. He's just some dude at this point. He's not seriously. He's not a Congress person. He's not, he doesn't have any kind of job as we've said before. Like he doesn't have any hookup or connection. Um, you know, clearly this this strange shadowy man from, from the Cuomo administration, you know what? He's got to answer to me now. Cause I got Nate's back on this. We, we are going to be, Nate Watch is going to take on a whole new meaning. Yeah, I will I will stand in front of his house on guard for these these condescending jabronis. Are, are you going to coming take, after my boy Nate? Are you going to take third shift at the McMurray household like standing guard? Oh, I got to take third shift? Yeah. I I called first shift. Oh. Uh, Jim's got second shift already, so. Right, yeah. I'm I'm used to the 4 to 12. Yeah. All right. Yeah, sorry. I'll take man. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll do it's it for just, Nate. I, I just imagine, like, I, I, th- I think of, like, whenever I see Andrew Cuomo in a smiling face, I always think of the the movie Lost Highway, which absolutely maybe nobody else listening to this podcast but me has seen. Just oh, no, no, I've seen it. All right, it's a real you weird know, movie. I'm a Lynch fan. You are a David Lynch fan. But I just think about Robert Blake's character in that movie, just this really unsettling-looking man who you can't tell from the movie is if he's some kind of demon or if he even exists at all. But... He resembles Andrew Cuomo and he's got like this just no eyebrows. He's just like this disgusting like creature. And I get the same vibes from Andrew Cuomo specifically when I think about him eating his substantial food (laughs) and telling people like to eat your substantial meals or you can't go to the restaurant. And I just think of like this character, Robert Blake's character, like calling Nate McMurray in the middle of the night, like, I read your tweet, Nate. You should take down the tweet, Nate. And uh, I, I feel really creeped out on his behalf. So, Nate, be strong. We're here for you. Because you're right, dude. You're right. This all sucks. This stinks to high heavens. Whatever. I'm happy the Bills made the playoffs. I'm not happy they have people in the stands. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I think we, we generally agree there that that having people in the stands is nonsense. Um. I mean, it's just why mix up what you're doing? Like New York, like West New York is getting the is getting the virus under control. The numbers are going down. New York got the virus under control. The vaccines are are out, and people are starting to get administered to them. And we're like, oh, you know what we should do? Fucking jump the gun on this. Let's let's shoot the let's shoot ourselves in the foot and have a, a seven thousand people get together. Not great. Not great. Well, we'd be remiss during Nate Watch if we did not also talk about uh, Nate McMurray's new merch line coming out. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, NateMerch.com. NateMerch.com. NateMerch.edu. Merch. Yeah. Nate, as I've mentioned, is just a wellspring of content. And, man, delivered in double duty this week by posting on his Instagram uh, <clears throat> from Vote McMurray, which... I don't think anybody's going to be doing in the foreseeable future, but 
<clears throat> making shirts to commemorate, i.e. mock, the unjust pardon of Christopher Collins. And then he has two designs. Uh, one, they both say rehabilitated with a cartoon image of Chris Collins. And the first one, he's holding a big word, rehabilitated. And then under it, it says, pardoned, freed, but still guilty as hell. Or image B, which he's holding the rehabilitated. Instead, there's a little rainbow behind him. And underneath it reads, it's my time to shine. Uh, the next line here on the Instagram post. Also, please consider signing the petition demanding Congress takes action to oppose Trump's unjust pardons. We're inches from 500 signatures. So shout out to my man Huck, at Hucklebuckets on Twitter, by the way, who pointed out how insane the phrasing we're inches from 500 signatures is. Like, what, what kind of madman comes up with that sort of phrasing? We're inches away from 500 signatures. The more I think about it, the more my brain just sort of congeals. And then, like, it just slowly implodes on itself. We're inches away. I bet you if we pushed, we could get 500 signatures to, on uh, change.org to make The Square the official podcast of the Biden White House. <laughs> <laughs> I should get on that. We're inches away. We, we could be we could be inches away, just just like McMurray. <laughs> if you watch Community, no, the phrase "streets away." I don't, uh, Chevy Chase's character tried to start, try to make fetch happen, <laughs> trying to make fetch. Yeah, happen. yeah, yeah. And, streets and, away. Yeah, you're, you're streets away from this. Mm. Let me yeah. know when you're on my block. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so we're all buying. Obviously, or streets ahead, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're obviously all buying those shirts. So. Goes without saying. Yeah. We, you know, we 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 put in the work here. We'll we'll mock Nate, and then we'll also support our boy in in the hustle. Right, back our Patreon, and we'll send you a shirt. <laughs> you pay us. Well, you can launder it through us. Right. Yeah. That, if you don't, if that you wanna, way, you don't you don't want anybody to know that you're paying fifteen dollars or whatever it is for this shirt. Back our Patreon, and after three months, we'll send you one. <laughs> we'll be your irony laundering. <laughs> Uh, you know, speaking of uh, Cuomo, going back real quick, uh, if you watched, uh, I can't remember which feed it was on New Year's Eve, but Andrew Cuomo was on the, one of the New Year's Eve's oh, programs. fuck. Are you serious? I'm glad I missed that one. Yeah, I was here with you. I was, oh. <laughs> well, okay. I was I was here um, in, in body, but not in mind. I yeah. It's, I, they had Andrew Cuomo on to talk about, like, how Times Square was different than, you know, in the past because they only allowed, like, 116 people or whatever nonsense number it was to be in Times Square in those sad little cattle pens <laughs> that they had them in. And they had them with like the, like those, like the big like balloons or like foam clappers or something like that, like to yeah. make ec- extra noise. And they were all wearing Planet Fitness goofy fucking <laughs> cat in the hat hats. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was, it was real sad. It was almost as sad as Cindy Lauper. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, Speaking of sad things that happened on New Year's Eve, on two separate broadcasts, Buffalo-related... Our boys. Our boys, the Goo Goo Dolls, played on both Channel 7 and Channel 2, I believe. Um, they, were, they were shown. They played two different songs. Uh, they played, like, a new song on one, and they played Iris on another. So whoever had them play Iris actually paid them money. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> clamoring for the new Goo Goo Dolls song in 2021. Right. Yeah. But the main thing about the Goo Goo Dolls was like, you know, Robbie looked fine. The drummer looked fine. The rhythm guitarist looked fine. Johnny looked like shit. He, he was something whoa, else. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, listen. He's he, had some work done. No, l- listen. Yeah, he, he's had some work done to finally fill out his handsome Squidward cosplay. <laughs> fill out. His, his cheekbones were so goddamn <laughs> prominent. He he just yeah. looks like so smooth. It's like it's like a piece of art. You got to take pride in 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 your work. And and Johnny Resnick like is just. It, it made me want to try Botox. He looks so good. I bet you if I slapped him, I'd cut my hand wide open. <laughs> That's how sharp his cheekbones looked. He's got a strong. He's got a strong cheek. He's got a strong cheek. He's got a new nose, and he's got the tightest skin imaginable. Listen, I anticipate just like everybody else, like looking like shit by the time I'm. How old is Johnny Resnick now? 50 plus? Yeah. 60 maybe? No, in the 50s. Late, yeah, 50-ish. Sure. 
I mean, I just anticipate that's what happens to the human body as it's decomposing. Right. I mean, that's that's what I'm aiming for. I, I'll be surprised <laughs> if I make it. Like, I just want to look like a human being. Well, the trick is, if you if you don't want wrinkles, you just get fatter. I've been doing that, too. Yeah, then, then you just, just end up with Terry Folds, which John, I think is preferable. Johnny Resnick is 55. There you go. He okay. just turned 55. December 5th is his birthday. Happy belated birthday to Johnny Resnick. Yes. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Johnny, come on, and I will defend your look all day. I'll do it anyway. I won't. I, I But Robbie wants to come on and off the record say that he agrees with us that Johnny looks terrible. We won't air it. <laughs> Be for us only. It'd be just, just, just so I can get that sweet, sweet confirmation myself to be like, yeah, it's, we're not the only one who notices. Yes, yes. Um, no, New Year's. Also on the uh, Channel Seven feed, did you guys watch? This happened on Christmas too, where there's now a genre of like local holiday show that. I think is sponsored by either some big church or some business that's really religious because it's like very preachy religious programming, which hmm. makes some sense on Christmas, of course. But there was one on New Year's because we put on Channel 7 for the local feed, you know, to, or to try to watch Dick Clark's Rock of New Year's. But instead, we were presented with whatever, you know, Jesus y. Amos and Andy type of. Yeah, I don't know. It was just some some sort of like preachy thing, and I'm like, what the hell is this? Is this another thing that I watched, but it didn't register in my mind? No, I don't remember this at all. Oh, okay. I just remember flipping the channel, like trying to see, uh, not Dick Clark, of course, but Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest. Although it's still called Dick Clark's. It is still called Dick Clark's Rock and New Year's. Yeah. Right, yeah. Or even to see like the, uh, they, they do, well, not this year, but they do the ball drop, as we mentioned, you know, down. Uh, downtown, and they'll show that on TV. Yes, to- and, and I think Channel Seven did it split screen this year. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They did. They did the New York Times, the New York, the Times Square one, not the New York Times ball. That's a totally different one that drops. The New York else. Times ball drop. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, no, they they did the Times Square ball drop and the uh, the Electric Tower ball drop split screen. Now, like Channel Two, we were on just Channel Two at that time because we got to watch Kylie Minogue and we just couldn't turn our t- television off of that channel. She still got it. Yeah. She still got it. So, I mean, now she's somebody who's in her fifties, like Johnny Resnick, mm. and she—I mean, she doesn't. She doesn't look fifty-three or whatever she is. She looks better than that. But she, I mean, she doesn't look like she's not trying to look like she's twenty-three anymore either. She still sings great. Yeah, she's moving around, dancing. Right, Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue was great. I had an epiphany a couple of years, just as a little bit of a tangent on that, but. You know, we're all in our 30s, early 40s, whatever. But I, I suddenly realized that I was being marketed to with nostalgia acts. Like, it started with Christina Aguilera on the New Year's a couple years back. Mm. And I just was like, oh, okay, I'm part of that demographic now. Right, yeah. I mean, look, the the bands that they pick that, that show up on New Year's are, like, it is mid to late 30s to, like, early to mid forties is those, they want those people to have the memories. That's why Jennifer Lopez was the headliner this year. JLo was a headliner this year. Anybody who's like actually hip or good. Those people are getting drunk in bars and they are not watching that television program. Well, like they'll have them, but they'll have them for the after the ball drop thing. Wasn't Megan D stallion on as a performer? Well, they had, there was, BB? But that's just nostalgia or, or, for me. Oh, that's the, like is that someone we think with, is that someone we think is hip, but actually isn't? Or, uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, because they also had AJR on, which is uh, another band that that maybe we think is hip, but actually isn't. That's a good point. I didn't. For the record, I don't think they're hip at all. I thought they sucked. <laughs> I, I kept watching that, and I was like, "This sucks." But they did have like BB Rexha and Doja Cat, right? And then Anderson Pac was on. Oh yeah, uh, one of the shows too. So, like, they do have somewhat of of a hip artist element. But not in the prime hours, right? And then because they also had like prime hour, like like eleven thirty, like Cindy Lauper was out there trotting her old ass out there singing, doing a terrible job, way off key. Man, she was, uh, I, you know, maybe it was just her headphones. I don't know. I, anybody who follows me on Twitter would know my thoughts on it because <laughs> I just said that Cindy Lauper's people need to watch Old Yeller. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. to bring it back uh, around to local politics because we just cannot escape. Oh, here we go. Here we go. We've got our boy, 
the worst politician in Buffalo, Stefan Mahalo. Jim, what did Stefan, what kind of nonsense has he got going on now? Well, he he got a call to his whistleblower hotline, which I don't believe. I, 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 there's no way somebody actually called this in. This is somebody he knew knew somebody else that, that, that told him this, uh, that Mark Hitler was... <laughs> Playing hockey, we should we should explain we should explain that joke again. Just because oh. if anybody hears this, they might think that we're actually calling uh, the county executive Mark Hitler. But there was a post on Facebook uh, from the the planned protest outside of his house a couple weeks back, where the guy the the insane person on Facebook like we're going to protest outside Mark Poland cars and then parentheses Hitler uh, is his house. So henceforth, we've called him Mark Hitler. Right. So if anybody listened to the show before has been really confused about who Mark Hitler is or why we're calling the county executive Hitler, it comes from this insane Facebook rant. I just want to clarify. Not his mustache. Not his mustache. I just want to clarify if you hear us calling him Mark Hitler, which is very funny to me. (laughs) But if taken out of context could really sound bad. Right. Uh, So Mark Hitler... uh, Supposedly was playing hockey with other guys in their fifties at, at Northtown, um, and why you know why this was so egregious to Stefan Mahalo is because Holiday Twin Rinks was closed by the Department of Health. They were having youth scrimmages there, which is against the state regulation. Notice I said state and not county, but whatever. Who cares? State regulations. Um, so the Department of Health went in there and closed Holiday Twin Rinks. North Towns is open because they haven't violated the state regulations. Um, and Poland cars, uh, or Hitler, depending on how his friends call him. Um, or no, and that's us. We're his friends. Yeah, we are his friends. Friend we're, of the pod, County Executive Mark Poland cars. Yeah, right. Um, we're sending him a rehabilitated shirt, just free, like, that's gratis. Uh, he doesn't even have to he he subscribes to the patreon he doesn't have to right yeah he doesn't have to but he's getting a t-shirt regardless um uh somebody said that the Poland counter executive was doing this and then this psycho some psycho that stefan is friends with or pays or something like that went and like at like 5 30 in the fucking morning at north town uh north town's uh, hockey the ice arena, the arena there, videotaped the county executive getting out of his car, grabbing his equipment, and putting it on and like going into the arena. What wow. the, this this psycho stalker? Wow. So I mean, so the the county executive also announced this week that he had to like increase security patrols for himself because he's getting threats. Yeah, well, no fucking wonder the county the county controller is saying that like people should follow you at five o'clock in the fucking morning to go watch you play hockey these people got problems insane it's not right insane i mean i mean look i follow stefan around but that's totally different that's on my own time (laughs) parody parody (laughs) um yes no i mean look it's nuts but it did lead to this absolutely incredible powerpoint presentation Mm mm-hmm issued out by the county executive's office which included you know his his weekly report it's, it's it is now part of the MPA program at Buff State this this it's, powerpoint it's it's fantastic i, I would refer you done. to mark polencar's twitter feed and go back a few days and find it but it's the usual fare of uh, covid cases in erie county where we're at mortality data uh, December has been the worst. It was the worst month since May for deaths. I mean, that fuck Jesus. Okay. Um, you know, all, all of this data, but then, Oh, it talks about the vaccine and where we're at with that, you know, important stuff, no doubt. But then, then we get to the juicy, juicy meat of this. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, it, and it's in this tweet storm here, but, in regards to my in, in regards to the early morning tweet by the comptroller. So Stefan's tweet, as you alluded to, Jim, here's what Stefan tweeted. Whistleblower stated Mark Poland Cars plays hockey Sunday mornings at the North Town Center at Amherst. This Sunday, 
Cameras captured him with hockey stick and hockey bag in hand. Your kids can't play youth hockey. Holiday Twin Rinks was shut down. Rules for thee, but not for me. Your kids can't play hockey at Holiday Twin. If your kids play hockey other places, they might be able to play hockey still. <laughs> so that was the tweet from Stefan Mihailu. And then we have a response in tweet, but also in PowerPoint form from County Executive Paul Cars. Uh, the title of this slide, Comptroller alleges I played hockey yesterday. And the bullet point, Today, the comptroller posted an early morning tweet claiming I played hockey and included pictures of me yesterday in a parking lot taking, taken by someone stalking me. All right. The next slide. And, and this is in the actual tweet, not in the picture. The truth. No rules were broken. I skated alone before others arrived. And then the title for the PowerPoint slide. Truth. Colon, I skated on the ice before, all caps, others skated. And the bullet points, I arrived early and skated alone for the most part, talking briefly to a few when they arrived on the ice. I left before they commenced their usual skate at 7 a.m. It was the first time on the ice since August. Nothing, all caps, I did was against any rules. Any allegation to the contrary is wrong. And like we have already veered. I mean, it's everything's insane. We live in an insane world, clearly. But we've now veered into a particular brand of like parks and rec, like Pawnee, Indiana, civically insane squabbling and backbiting. And I have done nothing wrong and skating alone on the ice. Well, that's the thing is like. If you read like Stefan's tweets or his Instagram or anything about this, he never alleges that the county executive did anything wrong. He just points out that kids at Conley Twin can't scrimmage, but the county executive can play hockey at Northtown Ice Center. He never alleges that the county executive did anything wrong or broke any rules or violated COVID rules or anything like that. He, he does use his rules for thee, but not for me line because he loves using that line because he thinks it's the most clever thing that he's ever come up with. But Stefan never alleges that there's anything that he does is wrong. He just brings it up. Just I'm just putting it out there, guys. Just asking questions. Right. Well, this leads to the peace day resistance of this PowerPoint slide. All right. And in the tweet, uh, County Executive Poland Cars <laughs> says... I even have a picture to prove it. Note the time on the clock in the background. And then in the picture, in the slide, is Mark Polenkars with a hockey helmet and a mask. And and yes, you can see the time in the background while he's on the ice at 6.45 a.m. There is nobody else in the picture with him. The picture orientation is clearly a selfie picture, which... I think that deepens it a little bit for me. Why is he taking a selfie with the clock in the background? Well, because his hockey commercial last year was the best commercial that he did. <laughs> it's it, pretty good. It's just, it's just, it's just very strange. But okay. But then the title of the slide: skating alone at six forty-five a.m. And then the bullet points: I did not wear full equipment and took a picture on the ice to show me alone and the time: six forty-five a.m. Group begins at skate at 7 a.m. I skated for 15 minutes and left, wishing my friends well and a happy new year. I did nothing wrong. Jim Fink of Buffalo Business First will confirm all I am saying, which leads to, and then then there's the next part, which we, we got to talk about too, because it's, it's a whole other brand of insane. So the next slide, I know I've been followed along with other harassing behavior like the emails to my office and, and Dr. Burstein, which is Dr. Gail Burstein. We'll talk about her a little bit more in a second. Um, but threats he's received lately in this PowerPoint slide. Unfortunately, my office has received many threatening emails and phone calls lately against myself, my family, and Dr. Burstein. Um, I also believe I've been followed when out, leading to increased security measures. Jim, like you mentioned, for my office and home. Uh, some of these emails that he's received are frankly fucking insane. I, I will say that to him. Mm -hmm. 
sent through his like uh you know submit uh, on the website or whatever but uh, apparently a, a gentleman by the name of robert uh with his address listed as prison camp drive in orchard park new york uh sent an email into the county executive issue we have concentration camps ready for you polish blacked out recall group has started for you in that jewish blacked out all right so we we make the jokes about mark hitler but there are some like really insane and like kind of threatening things that this guy's getting yeah uh next email listen here you dumb blacked out keep up your blacked out we will get you and your family leave tie the the, the word the spelled here leave the area if you don't like it we gonna get you and and so forth you know there's a couple of these he shares and <sighs> i okay like I don't even know, man. Yeah. Are, are, are any of you like me where you just kind of imagine another timeline where, you know, people aren't susceptible to this bullshit online where their brains haven't rotted, you know, where we're actually like shit gets done that, the, that, that, that people want in this country you're, instead of like you're talking having to about, cope with it with like, made up yeah, bullshit like this. You're talking about like a timeline. Like, did you ever see the movie, the invention of lying? I think I have, yes. With Ricky Gervais? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, where nobody's ever lied before, and his character comes up with the idea of, well, maybe if I just don't tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about that kind of timeline where nobody's ever lied before, where n- nobody's ever been insane before. I suppose. It's just like, I mean, I, I don't understand when it got to this point for, like, county executive. Well, that's just it. That's really, honestly, that's it for me is... I don't understand how it got to that point with Mark Poland cars. Right. And well, I, 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 no, I do understand it's fucking Stefan and people like him, Stefan and Mike Caputo. It's fu- egging people on like crazy like this and playing into them. It's finally taken root here. The things, the people and the characters of Western New York politics who've been, integral to like the Trump campaign, even like it's gone so far, the rot has spread and now it's coming home. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, that's, this is like classic, like Caputo and this is classic Stefan. Right. And it would be, it would be funny. It would be truly, it would be kind of funny, honestly, talking about the, the fucking County executive getting like people asking questions about him at the ice rink skating alone to the point where he has to come up with a PowerPoint about it. If it were not so fucking insane and we weren't in the middle of a goddamn pandemic. Well, I mean, it, it would be funny if it wasn't that like he had to answer because I mean, it's still, it's still kind of funny. If somebody was taking video of him, like the video of him, here's a picture of him getting ready. Here's a video of him inside. Like that's fucking insane. Yeah. And, we're not, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I don't hate Mark Poland cars. I don't love Mark Poland cars. He's just, he's just the guy who's the county executive. Like he, that's, that's, that's who he is to me. I don't have strong feelings. I think he's done an okay job. There's some things I can criticize, but that's not really, you know, he doesn't deserve this bullshit. No, I don't think anybody deserves this bullshit. No, of course not. Stefan doesn't deserve this bullshit. And he's closest of anybody because he encourages this bullshit. Right. And, you know, treat your neighbor like you'd like to be treated yourself, right? Yeah. Stefan wants somebody to follow him around all day long, mm-hmm. besides Brian Fume. <laughs> and, and the worst part is, if if you're, in, like, in our camp here, if, if we've convinced you that Stefan is actually just fucking salting the earth and then getting out of the political game just to become a Fox News talking head. Which he was yeah, on which fucking he, Tark, Tucker Carlson again this week. Again. Talking about uh, what was he talking about? This you're talking about Mark Poland cars playing hockey. Jesus. Like anybody on the national level cares about this. Nobody at the local level cares about this. I can't imagine at the national level cares about the Erie County, New York ex- County executive showing up to fucking skate around a ice hockey rink. So his legacy as a local figure is being that annoying guy on the news, and then being. That annoying guy who does that job that nobody really knows what it is other than involving money and then just completely eroding the trust of 
fucking local and civic government in the middle of a pandemic. That's your legacy, dude. That's what, and then you're just going to go back on TV and you're going to make a lot of money. And then that's it. Right. That's your impact. That is your, that is, that is your legacy. And we don't say, Jim, I'm speaking on your behalf here, but you don't call him the worst politician in Buffalo lightly. Like he might be the worst dude in Buffalo. He might be the worst dude in Buffalo and Carl Palagino still exists. Yes. You know, like, but like, I, you're right. I don't take it lightly where I call him the worst politician in Buffalo. I didn't take it lightly when I said that, like, my resolution last week was that I need to be harder on him because I've been too fair because I honestly believe that. I honestly believe that I've, I've pulled punches on Stefan and he doesn't deserve it. No. He deserves as many hits as he possibly can take. I mean, when Holiday Twin, the, the twin rings that he's talking about, when they, got closed down by the health department, he sent a fucking letter from the comptroller's office, from the controller's office, saying that don't pay a fine to the Department of Health. I'm invoking my power as controller. You can send your fine to me. You don't have to pay the Department of Health, which is not his power. He doesn't have the authority to do that. But I guarantee you, if people, if you got that letter, if you were a business, how would you know that he doesn't have the power to do that? You wouldn't. So you would say, okay, I'm not going to pay the Department of Health. And then you're going to get fucking uh, some sort of legal fees and are gonna, uh, potentially get arrested for not paying your, your fees, that you, your, your fine that you have to the Department of Health. Because Stefan misled you. Because he's a piece of shit who does this to people. All this in service of triggering the libs and potentially propelling his career as a you know, conservative commentator. Like he doesn't give a shit about this area. He doesn't give a shit about the people who live here. He does not give a shit about bettering anybody's lives. This is, this is for him. This is him and increasing his profile. So exactly. He can go on Tucker Carlson and talk about how he's fighting the good fight here against these, you know, DSA Antifa radicals who are trying to, administer the vaccines or something right i mean mark polonkars is a, as far away you can get from being a dsa antifa radical in the democratic party as it possibly happens to exist in erie county and it, there's just there's no way that anybody's gonna think he's radically left Jim, talk to me a little bit because he mentioned mark did in his tweet storm in powerpoint about gail burstein we got a little bit more on that. So what, what happened this week with, with Dr. Gail Burstein, who is, is she the commissioner of health commissioner of health for the Erie County department of health? Um, what, what's going on on the internet with her? Oh, well, I mean, Oh, no biggie. Just three fake Twitter accounts today. Uh, all today, as far as I know, uh, three fake Twitter accounts. Now one, I could not find before we, we decided to record the podcast and the other two finally changed theirs to say parody account. But initially, they were out there tweeting false information, and they did not say parody account. And they, so the county executive had to go out on Twitter and on Facebook and Instagram and say, look, we've got these fake Twitter accounts. You need to report them to Twitter because they're sending out misleading or disinformation on Twitter. Great. Which, to, uh, I, I read the responses to that, which I shouldn't have because it just made me irate. Um, because somebody responded with, um, Stefan's just living rent-free in your head. And somebody was like, it's not rent-free when you're actually issuing disinformation to the public. I mean, it's not rent-free when you're paying taxes for that dude's job. Right. Like we're actually paying. We are actually paying something for him. Like, that's it. Like, ah! Ugh. And, I mean, Stefan has spent more time on Tucker Carlson in the last month than he spent doing his job. Yeah, does he actually do the comptroller No, work? he doesn't. He, like, he probably does not have a computer on his desk. No, I doubt it. No, I unless he's changed in the last, like, two years. Last I knew, he did not have a computer on his desk in the controller's office. He probably did not have one. His job is to do fucking audits, and that's about it. That's what the, the job is elected for. You know, it's it, it really is fascinating to see that job become so political. And it, in some ways, it makes no sense. In other ways, it makes complete sense. Because it makes no sense for the longest time how, I would say, apolitical really controller was. It never really felt like it mattered 
if a Republican or Democrat was in that office other than for patronage purposes, Mm -hmm. like who got what jobs and, you know, having an elected office meant that people within the party would be getting these jobs and getting hooked up. Right. And, and, and there's only a couple patronage positions in the controller's office. It's not like there's a ton, um, but it was a countywide elected position. Right. But comptroller, it's the person involved in the audits and the money. And it makes sense that it has become such a hugely political position in this crazy polarized time that we're living in now because Stefan having a job that really nobody knows what he does other than being the guy who cares about the money can just go out there and yell about people spending money in ways that he doesn't see fit. Right. He's he's using the, the vagaries of the office to his own purposes. And you know, like the, the last four County controllers that we've had were are Stefan, Mark Poland cars, Nancy Naples and Alfredo Slominski. All right. Now, Alfredo Slominski was very popular and was there for a while. Wasn't there somebody else in there too? Was it, uh, am am I making that up or? Because didn't Stefan do like the the picture with, uh, was it Steve Steve Sishon? Is that? Steve Sishon ran for county clerk as a Democrat. Oh, okay. My apologies to uh, Steve Sishon. Anyway, go ahead. Um, No, it's, I'm pretty sure that that's the correct order. Um, um, you know, and the county controller wasn't necessarily something that you used to launch yourself to other office until Jack Quinn retired from Congress and Nancy Naples decided to run for Congress against Brian Higgins. And then that led to polling cars for lack of a better option against Chris Collins. Realistically, it wasn't wasn't like the Democrats had a hard on for for polling cars to run for county executive, although he had proved that he could win a countywide race by winning the controller's race. Um, But they were looking for somebody to run against Chris Collins for Chris Collins reelection campaign. And polling cars was it. And it was a surprise victory. I remember that being quite an upset at the time. Oh, you know who you forgot in there, Jim? David Schenck. Oh, David oh, Schenck. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Uh, Commissioner of Veterans Affairs, David Schenck. Yes. But no, you're right. It's one of those things where, like, it's a position that is ripe to be political. It's just so wild to see it in our age that it is. And, right, and, and how it's transformed into that. It, it's you know you know the other position that's ripe to be much more political than it is, and luckily there's an incompetent non nincompoop there right now, is county clerk. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's the county clerk again? Mickey Kearns. Oh right, right. Re- recusing myself. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but I mean, uh, no, I. I Stefan has really mobilized the the office of controller and he's used it. He only really attacks the county executive. He did attack Kevin Hardwick that one time when they passed the budget. Uh, attacked Kevin Hardwick as a radical liberal. Um, but uh, I mean, it, it makes sense that the the county executive and ECDC they are going all out this year to beat Stefan for controller. Well, again, he doesn't have much in the tank by way of campaign finances. We're going to find out in a couple of weeks when all the January filings come out to see exactly what, how much he has. Exactly how much he has. But I think it's, I think it's a fate accompli at this point. Like I think he's, we as we've said again, not to beat a dead horse, but we think he's going to be gone. But even if he's not, I think he's just, you know, it's again, it's salting the earth. It's it's making sure that. Everything that it, in the area here has now become radioactive. Well, it, and, you know, I, I, I hate to always, I, I do this every time, but I, I hate to bring them up constantly. But I, I view my parents as kind of like bellwethers as far as like median voters. Mm-hmm. Um, my father's a registered Republican. My mother's registered unaffiliated. They, they switch their votes. They don't vote straight party line ever. They both cannot stand Stefan. Now, my mother never could. She hated him since he was on Channel 2. My father liked him, but over the last, like, four months, because of all this nonsense that Stefan is doing, my father cannot stand him anymore. It it is, as far as he's concerned, below the office of an elected official to be doing the stuff that Stefan is doing. 
you know the the actual thing that like 100% turned my father against Stefan as far as I know was when just two weeks ago when Stefan was like I had a gun but I didn't pull it out my father was like first of all you're an elected official why would you bring a gun to a protest second of all why would you say something that fucking stupid like I had a gun but I didn't pull it out you know what? If you're such a the, tough guy, the shoe fits. Just pull your gun out. Yeah. If you're such a goddamn tough guy. Yeah. Welcome to 2021. Woo! Right. Yeah. I, I hate anyone who hides behind that. Oh, I've got a gun. Right. Thing. Yeah. yeah take that, they're, Jimmy they're cowards. Stewart. Yeah. No. It, and Stefan is a coward. Yeah. Woo! Well, as it turns out, the uh, <laughs> the number on the calendar changed, but not not much else did. Uh, you know we're still in the uh, the growing pains of 2021, guys. But I wanna I wanna just set aside some of that. Let's let's move on. We we owe it to ourselves. We need we some owe good it to, vibes. We need some we need some good vibes. We're we are the good vibes. We gotta talk about the bad stuff because it happens. Yeah, but we gotta bring you the good vibes. Right, like athletes unleashed. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like athletes unleashed uh they actually tweeted a video today saturday we're recording of people playing and running i think it was children that i saw but i think there was like actual adult members running around inside the gym maskless and you know whatever man you won your lawsuit you do it yeah you know right. what dude do whatever the hell you want that's it you could you could choose that's the path of darkness or you could hit up our boy uh from last week chris heap and Nickel City Athletics, we're going to plug them again. I was just there this morning. Best friend of the pod. Best, Oh, best friend of the pod. I know he's going to listen to this episode, and he's just going to be completely tickled pink that he's getting another shout-out. But we love you, Chris. Um, if you're interested in Nickel City Athletics, hit him up. Um, also, we would be remiss if we did not mention our, another friend of the pod in Brussels, Jim. In Brussels. We've got a friend in, the, in Brussels. Um we were looking at uh, our our viewership, our listenership, uh, the numbers, and and exactly where everybody is. And we got one in Munich. And we know who that is. Doctor Dan Farley. We'll give a shout out to him. Maybe we'll have him on at some point when we talk about yes engineering. Um, the long awaited engineering episode. <laughs> the long awaited. It's going to be longer awaited <laughs> than than less awaited. Uh, <laughs> but we noticed that we've got a listener uh, for all twelve episodes in Brussels. So whoever that is in Brussels, shout out to you. Hit us up. Also, speaking of good vibes, uh, listeners, please be on the lookout for an excellent interview we did with Roy, uh, Roy Backus of Cafe Godot. Uh, man, we just had a firecracker interview with that guy, didn't we, Jim? Uh, it was fantastic. Roy's a friend of mine. Um, he has, you. some of you who are listening may not believe this, but he and I used to drink together. <laughs> Um, at the no. pink, we would do wild shots of wild turkey together. I know it's hard for you to believe that I may have ever consumed alcohol, but it was—it's true that at one point in my life, I was that type of person. It'll be, that'll be a special episode. It's—it'll be a special episode. At Roy, just, just chef's kiss, amazing. Yeah, we we were initially going to have that interview as part of this episode, but we decided, you know, everybody's hungover, nobody has the attention span to listen to two hours of content straight, so. We'll give it a little bit of short and sweet and also give Roy uh, all the time that he was due because he is awesome. So be on the lookout for that uh, later this week or into next week. It'll pop up on your feeds. Yeah, I I look out for around Monday-ish for a special episode from us. Yeah, that sounds right. Guys, that's all I've got for this week. That's Uh, a wrap. That's a wrap. Uh, Get your information out there, fellas. Yeah, check us out on on social media. We're uh, the Square Pod Buff on Twitter. Uh, I'm James Tamel on Twitter. I'm the real Ryan Steele. Um, I'm go fuck yourself. Uh, right. Come on. Come back. Uh, no, come back no, no. You know what? I will say, don't follow One me. One of us. Follow. Uh, follow I, I am actually on the internet now, and I hate every second of it. <laughs> I hate seeing all of but the terrible memes. Follow the podcast. Follow the podcast. At Square Pod Buff. Uh, like us on Facebook. Um, you know, we're... we're where to listen to us if you don't know already if you're new to the show uh you can find us on itunes spotify uh google we're working SoundCloud. on soundcloud i guess i gotta get on stitcher or something stitcher yes parlor yeah follow only fans Fo- follow us on, on only fans and parlor the um, only fans is, is just pictures of jim's dog right yeah uh, it's i mean he's pretty randy 
He's pretty <laughs> randy. But yes, please follow at SquarePodBuff on Twitter. Um, and yeah, guys, hope uh, hope you have a great 2021, everybody. Hope everybody's doing good. Oh, the shark, baby, has such teeth there. And it shows them pearly white. Just a jackknife has old Maggie Heath, baby. And it keeps it uh, out of sight.